So tonight, we are starting a new series. We just wrapped up uh, this other one, How to Read the Bible, super awesome series. Hope you left with some answers or questions answered uh, and left feeling like, hey, like when I open up God's word, I could read this a little bit better. If not, hey, come talk to a leader. We'd love to continue that conversation with you. But tonight, uh, we are starting a new series called Red Flags. Uh, Many of you know what a red flag is, right? A red flag is a warning sign, right? Hey, like danger, this is bad. Like girls, if you're like dating a guy and you like see something, you're like, that's a red flag. I ain't gonna date him or guys, vice versa. Well, let's be honest. Most of the guys are the ones with the red flags because middle school guys, you just, we're we're crazy. Look, we're just crazy. So we're gonna be in a, a series called Red Flags in Relationships. Now I want you to pause real quick because a lot of times when students hear the word relationships, they're like, I'm out. Like, here's just the, the, the student pastor. Here's Nathan. He's just about to go on a rant on why he shouldn't date in middle school, why he shouldn't kiss boys, and why he shouldn't even look at girls. That, that's not what we're going to talk about, okay? That, that's not going to be it. We're going to explore the different relationships in our lives, right? Dating relationships, that can make up part of the relationships, and we might touch on that one week for a hot minute, But what I want us to do is there's a lot more relationships in our lives, so I want us to explore these, and let's see what the red flags or warning signs of unhealthy relationships are, right? So as we walk through the next several weeks and walk through the different relationships, let's look and let's see what the warning signs of unhealthy relationships in each area are. As we identify the warning signs of bad relationships, let's let's talk about what a healthy relationship looks like. That way, as you're walking through life, as you're at home, as you're with friends, as you're in your relationship with God, like you know what a healthy relationship looks like, and you can know when you're off the track. So tonight, we're going to start off the series. We're going to talk about the most common, most frequently interacted with relationship in our lives. Anyone know what that is? What's the most common relationship in your life? Just shout it out. You're... Yeah, I don't know who, who said that. Who said myself? Nice. Good job. It's almost like you knew what was coming. You're like a genie or something. All right, tonight, yeah, we're, we're going to talk about the relationship we have with ourselves. Right? You live with yourself. You are yourself. You, you can't help but have a relationship with yourself. But let's be honest, not all of us have healthy relationships with ourselves, right? And chances are you will at some point in your life struggle in the relationship with yourself. And while this is the most consistent relationship, right, in our lives, it's often the most disregarded relationship in our lives. We'll put in all sorts of effort, right, in our friendships. You might put some effort into your relationship with your brother or sister. You might put some effort into your relationship with God. You should probably put way more effort into that relationship than you are, but let's be honest, like, if I'm just speaking honest, like, I don't, I don't put effort into my relationship with myself that often, right? Like, I'm more concerned about my relationships with other people or with God than the relationship that I have with myself, and that's a problem, because that in and of itself is unhealthy. When we look at scripture, uh, we see two, there's two very clear scriptures, there's a bunch more that, that speak to how God sees us. And guys, the way that God sees us is the foundation for how we should see ourselves and interact with ourselves. 
So we're gonna read two scriptures to start off. Uh, first one's gonna be in John chapter one, and then we'll flip over to 1 John chapter three. Be on the screens, it's on your notes. Just listen to this. 1 John chapter one, verse 12. It says, yet to all who did receive him, meaning those who have received Christ and have a relationship with Christ, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to get this, become children of God. That means if you believe in Christ and you have a relationship with him, you are God's child. Now, some of you, that may have a bad like association. You're like, man, home life, not good for me right now. Some of you are like, yeah, hey, this is easy. That must mean God really loves me. He cares about me because my parents, they really love, I feel like they really love and care about me, right? So it matters how we see that God sees us, right? Scripture says that we are children of God and that he loves us deeply. He loves you more than anyone else could. First John chapter three, verse one. Let's flip over there real quick. First John chapter three, verse one says, get this, see what great love the Father has lavished on us, that we should be called children of God. And that is what we are. The reason the world does not know us is that it did not know him. Guys, these scriptures talk about the love that God has for us, the way that he cares about us, the way that he sees us because we are children of God. And I could give you 20 more scriptures about how God sees us. Right, 1 John 4.19, it's not on your notes. Maybe you just want to write it down and go look it up later. 1 John 4.19 says, love yourself because Christ loves you. I paraphrase that. Love yourself because Christ loves you. Right, so the way that Christ loves us should influence the way that we see and love ourselves. So I want to, as we start out tonight, I want to give you just three things that are true about healthy relationships with ourselves. Three, three characteristics of what it looks like to have a healthy relationship with yourself. The first thing is self-worth, right? Maybe you've heard this word before, maybe you haven't. Self-worth. Here's a couple of facts about you if you didn't know. You are loved. You are known. All right, God knows you. God knows who you are. Scripture says he knows the number of hairs on your head. You don't even know that. Your mama don't even know that, but God knows that, right? Girls, when you're in the shower and all that hair comes out, God knows how many hairs you just lost. It's disgusting, but he knows. Hey, God says that you are chosen, right? Get this, right? We talked about this week, or talked about this last week. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us in the book of Romans, Meaning that even though you're a sinner, Christ chose you. Christ died for you. You are chosen. And as we just read, you're a child of God. Guys, if that doesn't communicate the self-worth that we should see in ourselves, I don't know what does. Right? A healthy relationship with yourself. In order to have this healthy relationship with yourself, it depends on you finding your value in Christ. If you do not find your value in Christ, you will not have self-worth. You won't have a healthy relationship. Because how many times do you mess up and you go, man, I just, I hate myself. I can't believe I would do that. Uh, maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm the only one that does that. Right, you make a mistake and you just feel guilty and you just feel like 
disgusting. I don't, you just feel upset with yourself. But Jesus says, hey, I chose you. I love you. I know you. You're a child of God. I forgive you. And so having a healthy relationship with ourselves depends on us finding our value in Christ. Love yourself because Christ loves you. Now, if we don't have a healthy relationship with God, uh, this is looking ahead to next week a little bit. If you don't have a healthy relationship with God, you're not going to find your value in Christ. So a lot of this centers around you having that active, healthy relationship with God. Second characteristic of a healthy relationship is this, self-respect. You got self-worth, you got self-respect. Self-respect. What is self-respect, right? Self-respect is simply having dignity. Having dignity, carrying yourself high, having morals, right? Knowing what you stand for, having values, Right, like when, when you're at school and, and people are being disrespectful to the teacher, people aren't living for Christ. You say, hey, this is what I believe in. The person that the Bible speaks of is who I stand for and I'm not gonna compromise on my values. I respect myself enough to know who I stand for and what I stand for and I'm not gonna compromise. I'm gonna have dignity. That's what self-respect is. But having dignity also looks like respecting yourself by respecting others. Man, respecting yourself by respecting others. A lot of times we don't associate the two together. But guess what? The way you treat others determines your reputation. So how can you stand for this? How can you stand for Jesus when your reputation says something completely different? Right, you have to have dignity by respecting yourself and respecting others. Third characteristic, a healthy relationship with yourself is self-awareness. Self-awareness. And this is simply this thing called inner honesty, being honest with yourself, knowing where you actually are. Right, this would be me saying, like, hey, I'm an NFL football player. You think I'm being honest with myself? If I... Let's, let's be a little more practical. Last night, Sam and I, where's Sam at? Yeah, Sam, are you sore? Dude, my body aches today. My feet have blisters on them. You know why? Because I went and played basketball last night. You know why I went and played basketball last night? Because I thought I could hoop with the big guys when I hadn't played basketball in like 10 years. Didn't end well for me. How many, but I made one shot last night out of what, 20? Yeah, it was bad. I still blocked a guy, what so blocked him. Hey, I had a good, yeah, Sam, I had a good block. I was like, whoosh, smacked him. Right, but I got to be honest with myself, right, and realize like, hey, <laughs> I'm not an NBA player. I'm this guy who's never played competitive basketball, who can only beat up middle schoolers in basketball and can't take people his own size. Yeah, Dalton knows. <laughs> Look, let's just be true. Right, inner honesty, right, it's not being afraid to say, I need help. Inner honesty is not being afraid to say, hey, I'm, I'm not doing well, I'm not okay. It's knowing truly where you're at. It's truly knowing who you are. It's knowing your strengths and your weaknesses. 
That is what inner honesty is. Guys, we can't have a healthy relationship with ourselves if we're not honest about where we're at. How could we? If we're pretending we're somewhere that we're not, we can never truly fix the issues and problems that we face. Honesty with yourself, right? This honesty comes from self-respect. It comes from having self-worth, right? Do I respect myself enough? Do I value myself enough to be honest with myself? When we don't have this healthy relationship, it becomes unhealthy real quick. And many of you, you might be there tonight. So for the rest of our time, we're gonna talk about the, the warning signs, the, the red flags of having an unhealthy relationship with yourself. And a lot of these red flags, let's just be honest, they're gonna be opposites of what a healthy relationship looks like. Or because if something isn't healthy, it's unhealthy. And so the characteristics of a healthy relationship, the opposite would be the characteristics of an unhealthy relationship. So red flags of an unhealthy relationship with yourself. The first red flag is excessive or poor self-worth. Let me say that again. Excessive or poor self-worth. Now I want to be very, I want to be very clear here. If you're in this spot, it's just a sign that the relationship you have with yourself is unhealthy. I'm not saying that you're, sometimes you might be sinning, sometimes you're not, and you're just in a bad spot. Because having excessive or poor self-worth, that could look like pride and depression. Right? Depression is, let's be very clear, depression is not a sin. Depression is not healthy, but it's not a sin. Right? You tracking with me? Pride is unhealthy, pride is a sin, okay? So just because you have an unhealthy relationship with yourself doesn't mean that you're sinning. It just means you're in an unhealthy spot, right? Things aren't going the best way they could be. Or we, we tend to talk about like depression and we have a general understanding, right, that it's a sign of what we would call decreased mental health, right? Let's just be real for a moment, right? Because a lot of you, you're here. There's quite a few of you when, when we talk or you talk with a leader or you put on your connect cards, this is where you're at and that's okay. But we want you to, to, to realize this and become the healthier version of you. And a lot of times we'll focus on depression, but we never touch pride. We never talk about why pride is so unhealthy. Scripture is very clear on this thing called Pride, right? It's this super inflated ego, right? In Proverbs 16, 18, we get a very clear view of what that looks like. Here's what it says. Pride goes before destruction, a haughty spirit before a fall. Pride, I would say, is incredibly unhealthy. Let me give you a little example in case you don't know what I'm talking about. Let's pretend, if you can see me, this balloon is your ego, okay? When you're prideful, ooh, this is what it looks like. Okay, okay, 
So let me give it to you this way. That's a red flag, right? That balloon is useless, right? It got so big that it just blew up. That's your ego when you're prideful. That is what scripture is warning of will happen if you let pride go unchecked. You'll have a blow up. You'll have a fall. Destruction is coming. Right, so a red flag of an unhealthy relationship with yourself is an inflated view of yourself, thinking you're something way better, way cooler than you really are. And let's just be honest, guys, we struggle with this a lot. Boys struggle with this probably way more than good girls. You struggle with it too. Y'all think you're right all the time. Just saying, all the time. That's prideful. <laughs> I'm gonna get in trouble for saying that <laughs> But pride is not good, guys, because that's what it does to us. That's what it does to your relationships. Any of you ever been super prideful? Your friends didn't want to be around you? That's what they experienced, was your pride just blowing up to the point where it destroyed your relationships. Now, on the other side, when you have a deflated view of yourself, That's kind of what it looks like, right? Like neither balloon is very useful, right? Balloons are meant to celebrate things. Balloons are meant to, to float in the air. But if it pops and blows up, it can't fulfill the purpose. If it's not inflated and it's completely deflated, it doesn't fulfill the purpose. So guys, when we have an inflated or deflated view of ourselves, we cannot fulfill the purpose that God has for us. Now again, I wanna reiterate, like depression is not a sin, but it is a deflated view of yourself. And a lot of times we get stuck thinking that God cannot pull us out of it, that we're just so beneath everyone else. But we have to go back to what scripture says about it. You are loved, you are known, you are chosen. Right, I've found a lot of times the moments when I have felt depressed or completely deflated are, are some of the moments that I'm completely withdrawn from God. The moments where I've not been seeking who God says that I am. When I allow other people to tell me who I am. When I allow my circumstances to tell me who I am and define me. Guys, I'll be honest with you. I've never been depressed I've been sad, but I've never been depressed when I'm in scripture, when I'm truly seeking and knowing who God says that I am, when I allow God to define me. Because when I allow God to define me, I may get frustrated, I may be totally sad about a situation, but I still know who God has called me to be. I still know who God says that I am. And I know that uh, let's just be honest, it's a way more sensitive topic than what we're going into tonight, right? This is a way, way more sensitive topic, right? A lot of people struggle, a lot of you in this room, you may struggle with depression and low self-worth. But what I would encourage you to do, I, I, I would encourage you before you leave tonight, if, if this is where you're at, go talk to a leader and don't be afraid to recognize, hey, 
this is just a sign that the relationship I have with myself is just unhealthy, and that's okay. And I just want help to get back to a healthier spot. Talk to a leader. Ask for help. Right? If you're prideful, talk to a leader, but stay humble. Know that you're valued, know that you're loved, but stay humble. Second red flag of an unhealthy relationship with yourself is no self-respect. No self-respect. Right? This shows up in a lot of ways in three words. I don't care. I don't care. And a lot of you, you say these words maybe on a daily basis. And these words, they're a lot more common when you say, I don't care what others think. Ever said that before? I don't care what others think. I don't care what other people do. I don't care what other people say about me. Ever said those words before? I have. These are signs that we don't have the self-respect that we should. Because here's the truth is, you should care. Because your reputation matters. Why does your reputation matter? It's because of who you're representing. Who you represent means that your reputation matters. There's a difference, right? There's a huge difference between striving for the approval of others, right? That, that can lead into pride, right? We, we shouldn't be always seeking the approval of others, but we should be respecting our reputation. We should want to have a good reputation with others. You should respect that. You should care what your reputation is because your reputation represents Christ. Doesn't always represent you, but it does represent Christ when you say, I'm a follower of Christ. Respect yourself, right? We talked about this earlier. Respect yourself by respecting others. The way that you treat others, guys, is a direct reflection of Christ. When you look at other people, do you recognize that while God says that he loves you, he cares about you, he knows you, you're a child of God. When AJ looks at Lucas, does he see Lucas and go, Lucas is loved by God, Lucas is cared about by God, Lucas is known by God, Lucas is a child of God? Because guess what? There are people all across this room you don't know who might irritate you, but guess what? Just as God loves you, just as God knows you, he loves and he knows them too. And so when we say, hey, I'm a follower of God, the way we respect or disrespect others, that communicates something to people, guys. That communicates on girls. I got on that bus Friday night and we had a little chat just because some people were being disrespectful towards that bus driver when y'all got stuck. You remember that? I just came on and I said a couple things. And this is why. Because when we disrespect others, when we put other people down, it communicates something. And it affects our reputation for Christ. Care about yourself. Here's the other thing. Require respect from other people. 
require, maybe you just need to write that down because maybe you just let people run all over you. Having self-respect means requiring respect of other people. Guys, maybe some of you need to hear this tonight. You are not a punching bag. You are not supposed to be in a friendship where someone just unloads on you and puts you down so that they can feel better about themselves. You are not a punching bag. You can have the self-respect to say, "Mm -mm, I don't want any part of this. Care about yourself. Final red flag, unhealthy relationship with yourself. I kind of made this word up. Self-unawareness. It's not a word, don't look it up in the dictionary, but it's gonna be a word tonight. Self-unawareness. Guys, there have been times where I'm completely blind to the way that I'm acting, to the way that I'm speaking, to the way that I'm treating other people. If I'm not aware of what I'm doing and who I am, that's really unhealthy. If, if you aren't aware of where you're at, how could you ever ask for help? Right, part of being unhealthy, right, when you're, a doc, or, excuse me, when you're sick, if you don't realize, like if you're just throwing up and you're like, I don't know what I'm doing, I don't know that I'm throwing up, I don't know that I'm sick, you ever gonna go to a doctor or are you ever gonna get better? Right, when you're sick, you have to be aware that you're sick so that you'll go to the doctor, right? When you start getting that scratchy throat, you know, hey, I need to go to Walgreens, I need to get some cough drops, I need to go get some cough medicine, or I need to go see a doctor because I'm about to get a sinus infection or I'm about to get strep throat. You have to be aware of yourself so that you can go and get help, right? You do this when you get sick. So why don't we do it for other things? Why don't we do it when we're prideful? Why don't we do it when we're, we're down, when we're deflated? Why don't we just realize, hey, this is where I'm at and go ask for help? Or a lot of times we just say the words, I'm fine. I get that all the time, friend. How you doing? I'm fine. You sure? Yeah, I'm fine. Really? Yeah, I'm fine. You don't, you don't say, I'm fine. I'm fine. I say it all the time, too. <laughs> I learned my personality type yesterday. One of the characteristics of my personality type is unemotional. It's pretty unhealthy. Let's just be honest. Because people who are naturally unemotional, they're not aware so, God, I'll just be honest, this is really hard for me. I, I have to be really aware. Oh, gosh, I got to be really aware of my emotions. I got to really be aware of how I'm feeling because you know what my instinct is? Is push it down, push it down. Just we'll, just we'll just crunch that down as far as it'll go. We'll just ignore that it's even there. We'll just say, hey, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine. But that's unhealthy <laughs> because then we never deal with what's actually going on. Be aware. Guys, be honest with yourself. This can be scary. Being honest with yourself can be scary because it means acknowledging things that we don't want to be true. It means acknowledging things that we don't want to be true. We, we want to think we're the best. We want to think we're all together. We, we want to think we're the coolest, best person. But sometimes, guys, we just got to be honest with ourselves and say, hey, I'm not okay. Hey, there's stuff going on. I, I just need help. And I need help in my relationship with myself. Three red flags. What were they? What was the first one? 
What was it? Look back in the notes. What was it? Excessive or poor what? Self-worth, good. No self-respect, self-unawareness. Guys, as we go into small groups tonight, you're gonna have a chance to just kind of unpack this a little bit. And I'm just gonna, hey, warning. If you're honest with yourself, it's gonna be hard. If you're honest with yourself, it might be tough conversations. But guess what? You are sitting in a room of people who can help you. Your leaders can help you. Your leaders, we've all been here before. We've all had an unhealthy relationship with ourselves at some point. Maybe that's not you right now, but hey, it will be at some point. So I just challenge you tonight, be honest with yourself. Evaluate where you're at. Hey, do I see any of these red flags popping up in my life? If so, how can I put out the red flags so that I can have a healthy relationship with myself? Let's pray. God, I, I thank you for this evening. Again, I just thank you for these students. God, I thank you for the words that you have for us in scripture that speak truth to us, that speak value to us, that tell us that we're loved, that we're cared about, that we're known. But God, your word can also challenge us and your word can also reveal the unhealthy parts of our lives. And God, this can be really difficult for us. If I'm just being honest, it can be really difficult for me when I begin to be honest with myself, it can be really hard for me to acknowledge where I'm unhealthy. But God, I know your desire for me is to be the best version of myself, to be the best disciple, the best follower of you that I can be. That is what you desire of me and what you desire for me. So God, I, no matter how hard it is, God, give me the courage, give us the strength to be honest with ourselves. Give us the courage, give us the strength to say, God, work in my life. God, remove the unhealthy parts of my life. Speak your truth, speak your love. Challenge me in the ways that I need to get better. So God, as we go to small groups, I, I pray this over our students, God, that you just open their hearts, that you'd speak to them. Help them to know the truth that you say about them, to know that they're loved, to know that they're known. In your name we pray. Amen.